Winner of the often disputed... Oh, hang on. Ah, winner of the often disputed title of Lord of the Undead, Orcus has been the big bad demon plotting the downfall of life itself since the first edition of D&D. Recently demoted somewhat from evil god to demon lord, Orcus is a supremely powerful but potentially defeatable foe for the highest level of D&D adventuring parties. Though, much like our discussion of the Tarrasque, how to defeat this foe, much less play it as a DM, is not as simple as the time-honored adventuring party strategy of get him. So stick around as we discuss the Undead Lord and the fighting tactics on how to bring it down in today's episode. Orcus didn't start out a deity, or a demon lord. He started out as your common garden variety necromancer. We don't have a lot of the specific history of his time as a mortal, but we know he was into murder and undead magic, and presumably did enough wildly evil things to land his soul in the abyss. All demons in D&D start out this way. Chaotically evil mortal souls damned to the abyss for their life's sins. Each demon starts out a little more than a useless larva, a maggot with a distorted face resembling the one they had in life. It's tough being a soul larvae, and you're far more likely to be used as currency or eaten than actually develop into a proper fiend through either spending enough time absorbing the evil energies of the abyss or being purposefully promoted to serve as some fiend's underling. Promoted. Orcus worked his way up, though, taking the same chaotic routes through the abyss as everybody else. Orcus was just either far more clever or far luckier. I'll let you decide. Orcus worked up from a soul larva all the way up to a Baylor and became a demon lord, ruling over Thanatos, one of the layers of the abyss. Even ascended into evil godhood, and then demoted back into demon lord. He still looks quite a bit like the archetypal Baylord, red wings, goat legs, the whole, you know, pit fiend get up kind of thing. His actual personality is sort of a mix between evil incarnate and an old man yelling at the clouds. Orcus can't stand all this noisy, disgusting life that seems to pervade the multiverse and plots to get rid of it entirely. Orcus wants a nice, quiet universe filled with nothing but him and his undead servants. I mean, don't we all? Followers of Orcus are usually necromancers, liches, vampires, and everybody else who's really into the whole undead scene. And for you evildoers out there, he tends to grant powers to those evil enough to ensure a good swath of that nasty life stuff will be snuffed out of existence. Originally made from the skull of an adventurer that was giving Orcos some trouble, we can't discuss Orcos without discussing his signature weapon. It's gone through some redesigns as the additions have passed, but it'll always be very clearly defined as a super evil magic wand. Where most demons would fling a big fiery whip or a nasty greatsword, Orcus commands the undead and unleashes the highest level necromancy spells from his signature wand. And while a demon lord having a signature weapon is as tropey as tropes come, the wand of Orcos is particularly noteworthy due to Orcus's habit of dropping it into the hands of mortals. True to his chaotic nature, Orcos enjoys passing off this wand to aspiring necromancers and other evil followers just to see what carnage they can reap with it and the undead armies it can summon. Once the torches have gone out and the pitchforks have put away, Orcus quietly scoops the wand back up, though, so maybe not the best kind of boss to have. Orcos has gone through several levels of divinity, but the one he finds himself at, and for a good chunk of his history, has been that of Demon Lord. Demon Lords are some of the most powerful beings that exist and are barely a step below deities. 
but they're not entirely out of the question for mere mortals like an adventuring party, for instance, to deal with. Even though the stats that you're seeing on screen are probably suggesting otherwise. When it comes to using Orcos as a DM, a campaign fighting Orcos or any other of his followers is an excellent excuse for tons of undead, cruel necromancy, and a touch of the old fiendish cult goodness. Generally, you'll want to either make the campaign about stopping or fighting Orcos himself, or about his wand. Because of his propensity for loaning out his wand to particularly evil followers, you can use the wand as a central MacGuffin that drives the plot forward. Every day, the holder of the wand can summon more undead minions, perpetually fueling an ever-expanding army of undeath. Play around with it if you can. It also allows you to use the items and themes and concepts from Orcus's lore at earlier tiers, since any campaign where you plan to actually fight Orcus will need to be tier 4, most likely as a final fight at level 20. As for an actual Orcus fight, you have a good amount of wiggle room regarding the fight's difficulty depending on what you have Orcus summon using the wand. Orcus gets 500 hit points worth of undead to fight alongside him, and that's assuming you start in an empty room with nothing but the party and Orcus. If you're feeling kind, Orcus can just summon 20 or so standard zombies or skeletons, what the player, you know, the things the players can handle. For you DMs that want to go the more devious route, you can also summon three liches, which are challenge rating 21 monsters themselves with enough change for some zombie backup. Other than the undead summons shenanigans, Orcus relies on some really powerful spells, like Time Stop, Finger of Death, and the Power Word Kill. And let's be clear here. Even a full party of 20th level adventurers is likely to lose a bunch of members when fighting Orcus, if not a complete total knockout. If you want your players to have any chance of survival, consider giving them some powerful anti-magic items, if they don't have any already. I cannot overstate this enough. An untimely casting of Power Word Kill can simply delete a player. So, be careful. So what about fighting him as a player? Orcus is one of the most powerful enemies it's possible to fight in D&D, but it's not unbeatable. Assuming you and your party are 20th level, because only a true sadistic DM would make you face him otherwise, you have a decent chance of bringing the old demon down. Your first priority should be getting the wand, obviously. It'll be difficult, but if you manage to separate Orcus from his wand, he'll be way easier to defeat. I figured out two solid methods to get that thing out of Orcus's hands that I think should help you out. The first option is to, well, just simply disarm him. If you manage to get into melee range with an Orcus, you'll have an 8 bonus to the disarm check needed to knock the item out of his hand, something a 20th level barbarian or fighter should be able to beat pretty easily. This relies on actually getting into range of him in the early rounds though, and you'll likely need another player to actually grab it after the disarm. You can also use the spell Telekinesis, which is available to sorcerers, wizards, and warlocks of the Great Old One. It'll allow you as a caster to make long-range contested checks to magically yank the wand out of his hands. You're not casting a spell on him, so his magical resistance won't work. It'll just be a straight roll-off, and one that you're likely going to win. Once you get the wand in hand, you'll need to get it far away. Any sort of far-distance teleportation or plane-shifting spell will work, just get it out of the immediate area. Orcus doesn't have any innate plane-shifting or teleportation powers, so unless he's already summoned liches to do that for him, he won't be able to recover his wand during the fight. If he did summon liches, try to finish them off before disappearing the wand, or else you risk the liches simply dipping out for a round to retrieve their master's weapon, and maybe holding on to it. Without that wand, Orcus has a much lower AC, no access to his powerful complement of spells, and will be forced to rely on his creeping death ability combined with a simple chill touch cantrip and a tail attack. 
While he'll still be a threat, especially if he went with some powerful undead minions, he shouldn't be anything a 20th level party can't handle. I enjoy running Orcus as a DM because you can throw a bit more personality and lore behind him than you can something like, for instance, I mentioned earlier, the Tarasque. He's a very conclusive, very powerful, very deadly bad guy that you can throw at the players after a long buildup, and it's pretty hard not to be satisfying. A lot of his mechanics are just very fun to fight against, and the story that you can attach to him, lots of potential there. Thank you guys so much for watching. I really appreciate it. Be sure to like and subscribe because we put out new videos like this every week. And if you'd like to see more videos on creatures that you can face that you're kind of unsure how to run or play against, please let us know in the comments. And if you guys have fought Orcus yourself, I would love to hear how that went as well down in the comments. Thanks again for watching. My name is Patrick Ferguson from Skull Splitter Dice, and until next time, farewell. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe so you never miss out.